You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Oh, do we not dance to the theme tune? No, the theme we don't. No, the theme tune's already done. Oh, okay. This is, as you can tell, this is a complete different episode. <laughs> it's a complete random episode. We've got um, Daniel uh, Clark from Clark & Clark Properties. Thank you for your attendance. Well, you're welcome. Good morning, Robert. And you are co-host. We co-host the Babel podcast with your wife, Amanda. Yes, Amanda Clark, launching early 2020. Going to push some promotion over the Christmas period when everyone's at home, stuffing their face, getting all fat and warm. <laughs> so by the time the podcast, this podcast comes out, um, go and search for Babel. It'll be on iTunes, etc., etc. B A B B L E. Perfecto. Babel. And the theme today, we've got a completely different theme. Trying something completely new. We we're talking about builders. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about build projects and stuff that's gone well, stuff that's not gone well. Which is obviously an integral part of property investing, because without them, well. With them, you have headaches. Without them, you don't. But you can't move forward without them. No, no, and uh, a lot of a lot of things come down to communication, don't they? Yeah, um, communicating I agree with that. better. If you've got a few key, I mean, I think we both say we have both got projects that have gone well and haven't got well. Can you give us an example of a, in your investment career uh, a product, a project that has gone well, and then one that hasn't gone well, and then why they wouldn't have gone well? You know what, um, the. The most smoothest one I've had is the one recently, which I visited this morning for snagging. Um, it's only a little buy to let. Um, it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, sourced by the Property Nomads. Thank you very much. Um, and it was a new build team we tried. Um, and it's just been a breath of fresh air, which I'm not used to saying. <laughs> it was really, really, really nice. So we had a little WhatsApp group and um, every two days they just posted a picture of every room so you could just see the slow progress. Um, and then I had a phone call every two days just to tell us what's going on, what needs doing, when the next payment's due, when we're coming to visit. Um, and it's just been, it's been really good actually. Just snagging this morning, there's a few little bits as there always is, but only minor little details and it's been yeah a good experience we'll definitely use them again and this wasn't exactly this wasn't exactly a light reefer was it it's no a proper humbling so this one was can i swear on these of course you can <laughs> yeah it was a shithole it had a tree growing out the roof um so we had to absolutely strip this back like literally all the floorboards joists ground and first floor had to come out so it's just a shell of a building all new window, but everything, we just didn't build the outside. Everything else was replaced. So it was a bit of a beastie build, yeah. Just gonna take off my coat, excuse me. <laughs> Getting a little bit toasty. I just want to say, we're recording this in the car. Normally it's the first time I think I've ever recorded a podcast episode. Yeah, it's very romantic. In a while, you know, we try our best here. <laughs> we try our best here at TPN. And what do you think, um, say, quite, quite a beastly building, quite a big project, and you said you had a WhatsApp group, and you, would you say that the communication then has been spot on both ways, and that's why his projects work properly? Yeah, as well, because obviously we've been doing this, not obviously, we have been doing this professionally for four years, but I've been flipping and doing HMOs since I was 23. Um, so just picking up little tips here and there over the years just make, make me realise how 
I work, how I want to work. Um, how I want to work might not be necessarily how you want to work. Um, but I think we'll agree that communication is huge. I've had builders in the past who just um, take things into their own hands and decide, well, let's put a cupboard there just because we can. And you show up a couple of days later and they just look bemused why you've got an issue. And, you know, fair play to them for using initiative, but don't. <laughs> Please don't. Just ring me. <laughs> ring, ring me and There's let a me lovely know. drawing in the lounge of exactly what the house is supposed to look like. Just stick to that and then everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's good to know. And I mean, if you had to rate your experience out of 10 with this, this particular team that you've used for them. I, I, I suppose actually before we go into that, the other thing to point out, you don't live in Hull. This property's in Hull. No. You're based in Derbyshire. Yeah. So you've ha also had to manage it remotely as well, how have you found that process of the WhatsApp group? Has that been straightforward? Yeah, fine. Fine, no issues. Holds what? On a good day, an hour and 33 minutes, I'm going to be precise. Um, so we've not had any issues. The only issue we've had really is um, the gas line was late being put in. So I had everything in synergy, everything in order, ready for the valuer to turn up. But of course, the gas people were late, so... But it is what it is, and the value is quite understanding. Gas certificates being emailed to him tomorrow, so happy days. Good times. That's a project that's gone well, and then that's gone on the flip side. There's been various projects that haven't gone well for particular reasons. If you're able to dive into that, and you share yours now, I'll share mine as well, and then we'll go from there. Okay. The worst one, or just a general one? You know what? Issue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two, because the first one we ever did... As a bit as Clark and Clark was a, a HMO in Corby, it was awful. Three bed, we turned into a five bed, and the finish is was really nice. And um, my mind has gone blank. The first, yeah, the finish was really nice. Um, the drawings we did were kind of uh, amateurish. I think I did it myself on Microsoft Paint. Um, but that's still one of the best-looking HMOs we've got. It's been really looked after, to be fair. So I'm quite pleased with that. But, like, little mistakes we made on that was we didn't measure the furniture uh, we were going to use. So plug sockets are just kind of in random places where we think things were going to go. Hidden behind beds. Um, so it's, that was a big learning curve of just the electrics. The builder for that um, kind of got on again fitted cupboards where he wanted to but we was a bit more understanding with that first one because we were new um not that experienced with it so that that was like a medium one but ended up in a good result um a terrible build right terrible or bad hmm so one springs to mind um we actually went through four separate builders wow mm, so that was an experience um so the first builder, he talked, talk. He was very good. Um, did the initial rip out, made the partitions, and that's about as far as we got. And then he went insolvent, and just disappeared. So that was nice, um, but he didn't tell us, of course. <laughs> just get, getting, getting yeah. rid of that communication aspect <laughs> altogether. Yeah, and and then uh, then we did another another build team come in 
and I walked in after a week. Um, I didn't, I should have been there the first two days to be fair, but I gave them a week and I walked in and it was just shocking. Their work was awful. So I said, tools down, just go. I was just blunt, which is not usually like me. Amanda's usually the uh, straight talking one. Mm -hmm. And I'm the, the guy in the chair, the numbers guy, the geek at the back, which I'm quite happy with. Amanda's a lot more of a people person than I am. <laughs> and then the third build team, it was really awkward timing because we went to Thailand and Australia. Thailand for two weeks and Australia for four weeks for a mate's wedding. So we had to try and uh, project manage that build from the other side of the world. And they did, they got it to a, an all right standard, but I had my suspicions that people were writing in longer hours than they were actually doing. So I think there was a bit of a bit of lies there. And when I came to the actual project, for how long they'd been on the project, um, there wasn't the amount of work that should have happened. And they were, they were off schedule by about three weeks. So we said our goodbyes to them. Um, and the fourth one that came in to save the day, um, yeah, they pulled it back and everything was fine. A few issues after with uh, leaks, uh, gas and water but um it was just it was hard work that one there was no communication and because i think one of the biggest factors where why that was so difficult to manage was the fact we were away for the middle quarter of the build and builders were picking up from other builders who hadn't done it properly and then they put their little stamp on it so it's just past the parcel really mm. Um, but we, we, like we said, we were new to the area, so we just got recommendations, saw their work, did all the background stuff we'd been taught to do. Um, but unfortunately, it just went a bit pear-shaped, that one. But in the end, it all rolled out together fine. The refinance is going through now, so Rex, that's going to be a, a money in, money out. So happy days at the end of the day, but it was a it took a good while to get there. <laughs> a lot of stress but, in the middle to get yeah, there. Yeah, but... That's property. You know, you can you can sit there one day with your head in your hands going, this is going so wrong. Then the next day you'll raise some finance and then they'll put a bathroom in that totally hold, changes the property and you'll go, brilliant, back on track now. It's very, very up and down game, isn't it? Nothing smooth. Ride, I'm going to ride the wave of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to. It's, um, yeah, uh, it all comes down to what you said at start communication. Absolutely. If you can yeah. communicate effectively, um, you know, I mean, like I say that WhatsApp group idea, I think it's fantastic. It enables you to at least see things from afar and then, as you say, at least go and check it once in a while, especially if you're UK based as well. And I like dealing with the older boys, like, tech, like, not technically, generally, the younger generation, like, including me, to be fair, to a certain extent, like to text and voice note more than actual conversations. So I like dealing with the, the older boys because they don't care about that crap. They just tell you how it is on the phone. And I like that because you can just, you can tell a lot by someone who's talking on the phone. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, the only challenge I, I personally have with talking to people on the phone is if someone says something and it's for any reason it's not being recorded, not that you would normally record your phone calls anyway, um, is if someone then says something and then goes back on it, you've got no proof. Yeah, you just got to back it up with an email though, don't you? Further to our yeah. conversation we've had, yada, yada, yada. I'm really good at dancing. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you agreed on the phone. 
friend. Are you actually but, good at dancing? I'm phenomenal. Okay. Absolutely phenomenal, yeah. Might have to do a YouTube video on that. <laughs> we'll have to do a YouTube video on that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, and again, uh, going on to you know my experiences, and this is Devoy and Small Bone Properties, my other company, not the property nomads as, um, as an entity. But yeah, similar things with communication. You know, we've had works that have, you know, electrical works that have supposedly been done and signed off and then, you know, haven't gone as well as they mm. should have gone. Um, you know, people say that they've, you know, done things and you've seen photos and you look at it and go, okay, you know, that looks done. And if, especially if you're not in, in the area of your investment property. So it's, there's a lot of, a lot of trust there that mm. can easily be washed away. <clears throat> but if you're getting sent photos, you hear this like a lot on social media. People say, oh, you know, my builder done a shit job and blah, 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 blah. And people normally come back with, well, when was the last time you see a photo of the property or anything like that and sometimes people just don't even see photos of it they're just taking people's word for it but well it, that's the danger isn't it yeah. because we, i'm guilty of this when we first came through as well because property obviously mixes with the business world as well and there's a lot of shocks and you're not really well i wasn't really trained up on that that it's it is dog eat dog and you've got to protect yourself at every single point you can which is a shame but it's the way of the world, isn't it? Yes. Good. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> done. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, the, it is, you know, if everything was plain sailing all the time, mm. everyone would do everything all the time. Yeah. So there are going to be ups and downs. Would you say, if we, like, we're looking at summarising and putting into, you know, a, a quick couple of points for people that might be listening that might be just starting investing in property and looking to invest in a different area from where they live from your experiences from my experience have you got a couple of points that you think would really help people when it comes to dealing with builders and project management then for newbies i'd recommend getting a project manager in for your first one or if you want to be more if you want to be hands-on and that's your you know, that's your niche but you've never done it before get a project manager obviously do your research and see jobs they've done before, get recommendations, and then whittle it down to whoever you want, and then shadow them. Phone call every day. Um, see what spreadsheets they use, see what soft, cloud-based software they use to manage the builds, and then if they, if they do well, obviously copy and replicate. Um, and then a, a, a point just for general, I'd just say, always keep the lines of communication open and if you feel yourself about to blow your lid just calm down take a breath and then make the phone call or have the conversation because if a builder's annoyed or you're annoyed it's it's not going to end well for them or you no reacting emotionally is is never advantageous no it's very easy to damage relationships very quickly by having a very quick outburst mm, and it's it's hard to lock in actually on a, a power team because you just the amount of people i speak to they just try new builders try new builders because once you get a good team fantastic you can replicate and keep going but people's circumstances change people go off sick people have kids so your team is forever changing but as long as you keep the the core trust and communication open i think it's uh you're onto a winner I'd concur with that and I would say for people getting involved my key thing would be know what you want so if you're Ooh. 
doing a buy to let for example know the area know exactly mm. know exactly what you want what's working in the area is it you know elephant gray walls or you know whatever because the more specific you can be the better instructions you should be able to hand over to the build team rather than you know turn up and go okay here's a property can you just redecorate that for me thanks because mm. you're kind of putting it in their hand and then you alluded to you might get the extra cupboard here you might get the extra bit there because you've put it into their hands and if you don't know what you want then people are probably going to take the piss yeah and what i'd say as well um we had a gentleman before who used to try and play me and amanda off he'd say so we'd have a conversation with him amanda have a conversation with him then he'd go no no you never said that so they try and make us think we were not on the right track but so we just said one person for one property just easier one one line of communication obviously they'll be in the whatsapp group but one line of communication just to keep it nice and simple and that's a really good tip as well if you're working with a business partner i haven't thought of mm. that yeah that's a really good one makes the line of communication a lot simpler yeah people will do that people will play each other off against each other yeah it was it was that was an interesting one it took us a while to catch on to that one but how long how long did it take diving into that second how long did it take you to what point did you actually pick up on then that he was or he or she was playing you off against each other i think it took like f three separate occasions where we just look at each other and go okay then it happened again we thought okay this is a red this is a red flag now it's the second time it's happened if it happens again we'll pull them up and it happened again um so had a nice conversation go okay um, not sure what's happening here. Obviously, I've said I've had a conversation with you. You said you have a conversation with you. You said one of us has said something. We haven't. Moving forward, one of us is going to take a step back and the, the only communication you're going to have is with myself. Any other words of wisdom and pearls of wisdom for the listeners? I was going to ask you a question, actually. Yeah, go um, ahead. How do you manage your finances on your build then, like in terms of payment? Because what we started doing is we pay in arrears so we wait till the end of the week and then if we can't get on site they have to upload pictures to our dropbox file and if we're happy then we send the money ready for monday morning so they can work it up for another week yeah that's a good point um obviously depending on the size of the build yeah um well last time last time i've done a refurb um so normally what I would do, I would leave it with, I'd leave it with a lettings agent because I normally get the lettings agent to manage. Um, my my personal skill set is I'm not that good a project manager. I'd rather be behind the scenes, etc. That's what I do podcasts, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I would normally wait for uh, photos from Builder. Uh, so I wait for photos from the lettings agent, puts it in a WhatsApp group, or send it to me. Letting agent stroke project manager? Interesting. I've got a couple of them. I've got a couple of them. You bad boy. I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dangerous person, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got a few because you know it's their skill set and they enjoy, they actively enjoy all the nitty gritty, running around, rushing around. At the end of the day, if if, if you're doing that, and um, from my point of view, if a lettings agent is doing that, I'm always happy to say, look, hey, at the end of the day, you're going to get the property to manage. So they've always got that carrot at the end. I'm not mm. going to get them to do it and then go off to a different lettings agent. Um, and normally, payment-wise, um, our projects are normally do 25, 25, 25, 25. Mm. 
Um, but we're not, we're not talking projects that are 20, 30, 40, 50 grand. If it any different, then the payments would be different. These are normally yeah. you know, seven, seven, eight grand jobs. So stage payments is enough to keep everyone happy there. That's, what, that's what's worked relatively well for me. It's not been perfect. I think we can always do better. Mm. But yeah, letting the, manage, letting the agent skill set, they project manage, they send some photos, we pay. See, I think I'm uh, quite like you with that. I like to take a step back and don't like to be too hands-on with the project managing. See, we are now getting to the stage, which is nice, where we literally just find the deals and find the money. And we work out what, like... Um, what's the what can we pay the investor so we've gone well above 10 percent before just because we can just it's, it's so much easier to attract investors because everyone's pitching 10 percent. we can go higher we do just because it's it just saves scratching around you can move a lot quicker you get more projects on the go at the same time it's handy don't have to be greedy no it's whatever it's whatever works and then where there's enough meat on the bones if you find it there's enough i, mean, I always struggle to try and find enough meat on the bones with using investor finance for buy to lets yeah buy to lets is a narrow margin isn't it yeah hmos and you know bigger projects developments and whatnot there's a way that nine times out of ten there's more meat on the bones to be able to offer high percentage and people like money at the end of the day <laughs> what would your top tips be for builders dealing with builders or Sourcing builders, we've been we've covered that. Dealing with builders, yeah. Top tips with dealing with builders. I go back and say, don't throw your toys out of the pram. Mm. Um, I know I know that echoes a point that you've made. So don't throw your toys out of the pram. Um, try and get everything in writing. Yeah, that's a big one. I think that's that's crucial. Um, yeah, you've got me on that. I, I say, don't throw your toys out of the pram. And, and communication. Yeah. Commun yeah. And again, whether that's getting everything you're writing or, as you've said, you know, um, get a WhatsApp group for projects and stuff like that. And if you've got a business partner, have one line of communication. So you're not. So again, if you're a builder and you're getting pestered from both sides, you're gonna be like, well, what's going on here? If you've got one person, that would make life a lot easier. So I'd, if you had to ask me for three, I'd say they're probably three. Powerful. I think there's a lot of content there that people can, you know, you don't have to be, and you don't have to be in the town or city where you invest to, as you say, you've got, if you've built up that trust and you have got WhatsApp and, you know, I always say make the effort to go and see, go and see your properties mm. for sure. But you can only base it on trust, especially if you're getting photos from someone to go, right, this is on a WhatsApp, this is where we are with the project, this has been done, that's been done. You can visibly from a photo see it's been done. I think nine times out of 10, you're just going to, See it, see it and go okay that's been done happy to make payment of course it doesn't always tell the story but you know what back in the day it must have been so much more difficult to manage this sort of stuff especially if you didn't invest where you live so must have been there's painful. super trust back then yeah mm. that's a good point how the hell would you have done that I don't know I think I would have bought close to home that's, maybe that's the old school landlords though, aren't they? They kind of bought where they live and they drop in and do the works themselves. Being a landlord was their job, managing the tenants and stuff. That's what my stereotypical old school investor looks like. Local investor. Obviously you've got the big boys that do the tower blocks and stuff. But driving up here every couple of days to order materials and... No. It's a lovely... Well, <laughs> it's a lovely placeholder. But uh, no, once a week's fine. 
<laughs> no offense to you, <laughs> I'm not saying where I live is a palace, good God. But uh, it's a boring drive. Like, I know you're supposed to look at the road, but there's nothing to look at. <laughs> and the A63 is always blocked anyway. Is that the one coming in? Yeah. I don't understand that road because if that closes, the hall just comes to its knees, doesn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. We need, we need to think uh, a way around that. We, we do. Not but today, but. No, we, we don't. I was, I was uh, being a bit of a, a train geek. I was a bit excited that we've got a, a new late night service to Leeds and vice versa. Um, so. Yeah, Ilkeston just got a new train station. See, no, but crucial, crucial things like that it actually can make a big difference, especially with a new train station. can mm. make a massive difference to GDVs in an area over a long period of time. Mm, not that end of Ilkeston. It's I'll take your yeah, word for it. <laughs> you can get anything you want down there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fine. Oh, um, <laughs> no, Connor, uh, um, you know, little things like that I like because it now means, um, I'll send this to my flatmate, is, you know, if you go, it takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes to drive to Leeds. I used to live in Leeds. Roughly, from Hull. That was where my first HMO was. Decent place. I like Leeds. Mm. Loads going for it. And it takes about an hour on the train. Um, now, you know, back, in, back in the good old days, to get the last train back from Leeds to Hull was about half ten. Can't really go out and about and do anything. No. But now it's half eleven. To be fair, now half days. ten would suit me down to the ground. Now we're getting old school. Don't oh, we? No, I like. <laughs> I, sound, I just I, I struggle with hangovers. I just I hardly drink now. Half ten would be perfect. I don't mm. need I don't need a late train. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think uh, each each terrain. I think yeah. the point I was trying to make was you know, if, you, if you're in. If you're in Hull, and because of the nature of driving in and out of Hull can be quite problematic, mm. is you know if you now want to go to have a few beers in Leeds or um, go to music venue or go and see a show or something, you can now do that. You have that privilege now. And get the train back, which is you know does I mean, Hull is a cheaper place to live than Leeds. Leeds does have a lot more going for it. But those little things, little changes, it can actually make mm. you think that we we just don't notice, but actually can make quite a big difference, especially when it comes to. You know, people working and then commuting, commuting to a different place. Mm. My first HMO was in Leeds. It was a... Uh, that was experience. I did that with myself. Rented it to students. Um, but because it was my first project ever, never done anything, never managed anything, never... Oh, so like one... Oh, not, not really related to builders, but a refurb tip... If you're letting to students, always put headboards on beds. Okay. Oh, the amount of grease that was on the wall from their hair. That's old school lead students. I'm sure they're lovely now. <laughs> but that's left me with a, a stigma. <laughs> right. Always put your headboards on your Oh, pages. yeah. Always. <laughs> cool. Wow. That's, that's my massive tip. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have any other words of wisdom for people? Um, just... Get everything in writing. Uh, make sure you have your contracts done. Lines of communication open. Never be embarrassed to ask the same question two or three times to get it in your head. And uh, just regular contact. Yeah, I'd, I'd say don't throw your toys. And don't get too close as well. Okay. Because obviously you've got to have a good relationship, but don't invite your build around for a barbecue because you don't want to cross the threshold between work relationship and friendship there's always got to be that line yeah i think that's a great point and that's not just with your builder i mean that could be with anyone mm. that you work with as well you there is that fine line of friendship and business and i'd say you know 
Matt, Rachel and myself have said the same thing, Aaron and I say the same thing. But then how do you cope with working, I mean, with, with Amanda? What do you mean? Well, you're married. So no. <laughs> so you got like, you talk about like friendship and like business and whatnot. How do you, and you've got kids as well, so how do you, if you don't mind diving into it, how do you keep that as separate as possible? Or is it all just intermingled and you just crack well, That's up? difficult, you know. Um, we, that's a very good question. Um, we had a coach, when was it? Back end of last year that helped us quite a lot. Um, divide those lines. So because we work from home, we do have an office, but obviously, well, obviously for anyone's listening, we've got um, a 10 year old, a three year old and a one year old. 10 year olds, self, pretty much self-sufficient. She's a good girl. She's at school. Three-year-olds at nursery. One-year-old is um, alive with joy and loudness. Good, good. So obviously working from home is hard with her. So what we were doing before Blue came along was Barley was kind of just chilling um, in the office, playing on the floor with toys. We'd type away, play with her, type away, play with her, which was nice. But um, it wasn't. it's not quality work and it's not quality kid time. So, um, our coach, which Helen Williams, said, "You've got to, once you can't be doing work and emails while you while your kids are in the room because that's how they're going to see you. You need to divide completely. Once if you're playing with your kids, your attention needs to be on your kids. So what we did from there was one of us obviously looked after the kids and one went in the office separate, did the work, did whatever we had to do, and then we'd swap. So it was two of us working one full time job in essence." And then, but to the line between couple time and business, that used to be blended into one. Because like when we'd go out at night, it would be for networking or for meals. It was quite difficult to not talk about projects going on or work or stuff like that. So I think it's just come down to discipline, which wasn't an, like an overnight change. It was, it was quite hard because like we're both guilty of it would be, we're better, obviously a lot better at it now, but and I'd be five minutes in talking about a refurb and I'd go, I don't want to talk about work. We're out on a meal. No, 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 no. So it, was, it came down to time management, really. Just we're spending an, about 30 minutes on a Sunday evening planning the week ahead, where the kids were, what time, what babysitter we had on. Just absolute planning so we knew exactly what time slots we had to spend on work, to spend together, to spend with kids. And when we, we pack the kids off to bed at half eight and then that's our, like, time. Mm-hmm. So just time management on a Sunday. It was, yeah, it all kind of blended into one, which wasn't good for us, good for the kids, but it's, it's all running along nice and tickety-boo now. Time management, discipline would be the two things to take away from that. Yeah, just especially on a Sunday when the kids are in bed, just sit down, plan your week ahead, text babysitters and then uh, you can plan your viewings and your week around that good times divide your time get the compartments in your diary and yeah and say trying to I like that of complete separation and say Aaron and I have said the same thing Matt Rachel and I have said the same thing it's that balance of you know working and friendship it's you got to divide that as best as you can otherwise you start letting things go and this and that and then you become sloppy but you say with discipline that'll really help mm. yeah and we've only recently started squeezing the gym back in as well which has been really really good really enjoyed 
getting back in shape again. I need to get back in shape. <laughs> it's you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's easy to fall out of it, but when you get back in, it's it helps the time management and discipline. Mm. Mm. Good times. Okay, really practical episode. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Thanks for the invitation. No problem at all. And as we said, if you want to hunt down the property nomads podcast. If you listen to this on Babel, of course, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're a property nomads podcast listener, go and check out Babel as well. Dan and Amanda, fantastic people. Listened into a couple of episodes and yeah, complete, complete different way of doing things. Really love it. So go and check it out. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Rob. I'm going to shake your hand. Can't see that on the podcast, <laughs> but we just shake no. hands. Um, yeah, we'll catch each other soon. Take care. Bye.